Kedushin Daf Lamed Gimel. We're starting two lines down. Amar Mar. So we're talking about the pasuk Nei Seva Talkom V'Hadar Tafnei Zaken. Stand up in front of the Seva and to honor uh, the Zaken. And we had all the whole dispute yesterday. Are the Zaken and the Seva and the pasuk one and the same? In other words, are the two details come together? An older person who's also Tamachacham, or does it mean any Tamachacham, or perhaps it just means any older person? Those were the three views. So the Gemara now goes back and says, When it says you should honor, maybe that means you should honor the Zakim with money. Monetarily. He puts Takum, the rise, next to honoring. So what does that come to teach us? That we compare the two. Just as when you stand up, there's no loss in standing up. When we say honoring, we're not talking about anything which would um, involve financial loss. So the Gemara challenges that premise. Is it true that the Chiyuv to stand up means that you don't have to lose money for it. So maybe someone who's in the middle of piercing some diamond or something which he gets paid for a lot of money for. And when he stands up, in front of this uh, older person in front of him, so he's not working and therefore it is a loss of money. So why are we saying as a blink point, starting with the assumption that just as standing up doesn't lose money, so too honoring doesn't lose money, just the opposite. We should assume that Kima does entail loss of money and maybe we should move forward to assume that honoring also makes you, you have to give money. So Ella, rather, it starts from a different, it starts the opposite. First we get step one and then we move to the step two. The step one is Akash Kima Lahidr. First we compare standing up to honoring. Ma Hidr Shambo Bittol, just as honoring you, you could do even while, even while you are working, because interestingly enough, you can, let's say, Rashi gives an example, you can use, let's say, words. To honor someone can be with words, you can say something like that. So it doesn't necessarily imply uh, stopping from work. So therefore, just as honoring does not necessarily entail stopping from work, so therefore we assume that standing up as well, it does not involve a case where a person would stop working. In other words, the only time where you have to do it is where you are not losing by standing up. So once I get that point, I get, I establish first that kima is only when you're not losing. So now we go back. So now we say the honoring is compared to standing up. Just as standing, you don't have a loss of money. We mean that you're not losing. You're not losing anything. So interesting, interesting approach. First honoring, we go to we go to standing up and we say just as just as honoring isn't stopping from working, so too standing up is not stopping from working. Then we say just as standing up doesn't therefore cause any financial financial loss. So honoring as well does not involve the halachic loss. So what do we get from here? It comes out an important thing that if there's an older person, an older tamachacham certainly. That, that it is passing in front of you and you're in the middle of your work and there can be some sort of loss if you stand up, then you don't do it. There's no need to stand up. That's where we're coming out. So the Gemara says, that people are in the middle of their work so they have no reason to stand up in front of a Tamachacham when they are engaged in their work, they have no reason to stand up. The Gemara's language is even more, they're not permitted. So the post debate, what does that mean? You're not permitted, you don't need to. Maybe it's talking about someone who's working for somebody else it would be like stealing. Maybe for them for, the, for them to stand up because if they don't have to, then they have no reason to. Since it's just wasting uh, their employer's time. All right. So the bottom line is, don't stand up for someone in the middle of your work. So the Gemara is a kasha on this. Below is it true that we don't stand up for for someone who in the middle of work? But it's not. It says in a Mishnah, you're the Mishnah. It's in Bikurim. Bikurim we bring the first roots of Yerushalayim. So it says, All the people involved in the work would stand up in front of the people bringing the Bikurim, and ask. How they're doing? And say to them, Achinu, our brothers, who are from such a place, come in peace. So meaning the people are walking into Yerushalayim, 
and 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 the, as the procession comes in, all the people walking to Bikurim, they're being greeted by the people who are working, who are stopping their work, standing up, and having a conversation with them. So what do we see? That we do stand up. We do stand up, even though it means there's Bittu Malacha. So the Gemara says, that's a different obligation. Yes, you're standing up in front of the people to bring the Bikurim. But that's nothing to do with us. And then in front of the Torah scholars, you don't necessarily stand up. What's the Gemara explaining? The Gemara is explaining is that there's a different value to stand up in front of someone who's engaged in a mitzvah than versus someone who you're standing up because of his age and his Torah. So age and Torah, you're not required to stop what you're doing if you're working. However, in front of the people who are doing a mitzvah, that's greater. Greater need to stand up. The way we should perceive this process, this information, is that a mitzvah, while it is being done, is the most important value. Mitzvah, and it's time for everything. When we stand up with them, maybe we don't stand up in front of Torah scholars. The Gemara says it's not necessarily proof. Maybe the reason why we're showing them so much love, maybe it is different there. We don't want to determine them from bringing Bikurim in the, in the future. Others, if these people don't feel that they're respected from the people of Yerushalayim, they might not bring it um, necessarily again. So therefore, we give them special cover to encourage the mitzvah Bikurim. But either way, we take out from this Gemara a very important value of standing in front of those who are going to do a mitzvah. It's often suggested that this is the source of the custom of standing up for a chasun kala as they walk down the aisle, going to the chuppah, everybody stands up, why are we standing up, what is this? So maybe, perhaps, that's what it is, you stand up really in front of anybody who's going to do a mitzvah. Says the Gemara, Amar we said before, you may have thought that you should stand up in front of the zakin, even in a bathroom or a bathhouse, and we say that you don't have to, because it's not a derech So the Gemara says, is that true? The low, you don't have to stand up in the bathroom? So he was sitting in the bathhouse, is passing, come come in. He did not stand up. Rabbi Shimon was upset that he didn't stand up for him. Rabbi Shimon, the son of Rabbi, came and sold his father. I taught Rabbi two fifths of all the Sefer Tilim. So, meaning, I've taught him a lot. I'm his Rabbi. And still here, he didn't stand up for me. Mark brings another story. But two, another story. Some say Rabbi Yossi were sitting in the bathhouse. All of all, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi. Shimon, Rabbi came and passed by. So Bar or Shimon did, or Shmuel did not stand up. Ikbid here, Reb Shimon takes offense. Also, Reb Shimon goes and tells his father, I taught him, uh, so literally two thirds of a third, meaning two ninths of 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 of, of Sefer Vayikra. I taught him. He doesn't stand up in front of you. His father said, Maybe he was thinking about what you had taught them, what you what, what you had taught him. Meaning, maybe he was thinking about some sort of Torah at the time. Because he was busy with his thoughts of Torah, he didn't notice that you went by. So he wasn't trying to offend you, he just wasn't aware. So the Gemara makes an inference. The only reason we're saying he was off the hook for not standing for not standing up is because he was busy and gross in his thoughts of Torah. And that's why he didn't notice him. Otherwise, there would have been no defense. Even though he was in a bathhouse, it sounds very clearly you have to stand up. So here we are saying that there's no chiv to stand up in a bathhouse, but these anecdotes prove it the other way. So the Gemara explains, it's not a quiet question. This price uh, that we learned that your potter is the inner chamber. People are naked in the inner chamber. The other one is in the, the outer chamber, the place where people uh, take off their clothing, put it back on. So there, generally, people are clothed, and therefore, it is a place of honor. In the inner, in the inner one, we don't, but in the outer one, we do. Hachanami Mustafa, it's logical as well to assume that these anecdotes happened in the outer chamber, but not the inner. Normally, you're allowed about think about Torah in every place, except for a bathroom. And in a bathhouse. So 
we were saying that maybe Bar Kapar was thinking in Torah and didn't notice the Rebbe. How could he be thinking in Torah if he was in the inner if he was in the inner room? You're not allowed to think in Torah there. It must be that he was not in the inner room. He was in the outer room, and that's why the, the Rebbe took offense. So we're saying everything is good. Inner room, outer room. The Gemara just rejects that as a proof. Tum alone say shiny. Maybe the case is that he was laones, meaning before he came to the bathhouse, he was learning such a good sugya that he couldn't stop himself from thinking about it after he came in. So we don't have necessarily a proof that the anecdote took place in the outer story. We're just defending that it took place in the outer, in the outer, in the outer place, but it's not necessarily conclusive evidence. Okay, then we said further in the Brisa that you might think that you can just close your eyes when the Zakin walks by and pretend you don't see, and then the, we answered you can't do that because the Pasuk goes on to say you should fear Hashem. So, she asking the Gemara is a very basic question. Why do I need a Pasuk to tell me not to do that? Well, you know, a rabbi's walking by, and instead of standing up, you close your eyes. Of course you're not allowed to do that. Well, why? Why does the Torah have to go out of its way to address that? So, rather, what the Brisa means, you might think you could close your eyes before the obligation comes. Meaning, let's say, before the Zakan comes within four Amos. Maybe you should be smart and have your eyes already closed. So then, technically, when the obligation takes effect, when he comes within four Amos, you don't see him to come and come in, now we'd have to stand up. So there, he's not doing a rush. He's not a Russia. He's technically, he's circumventing the law. So you should stand up and fear Hashem. You have to fear Hashem. Don't, like, try to do a tactic to get out of the chi of coming when you, the Chacham will reach within four Amos. Okay. Says the Gemara, Tano says in the Bride, what form of standing is also honorable? So said it's within four Amos. Within four Amos, you stand up. But if it's not, it's not providing honor. It's not clear you're standing up for him, and therefore you don't stand up. This that it's only within four Amos is only if it's not a primary teacher. But for a primary teacher, the Rod says that means that a um, person has learned most of his Torah for him. Or other Bishonim say that maybe a Chacham Mufluk, a Chacham, you know, like the clear. Very, very distinguished. Not just one in a, not just one run rabbi, but someone absolutely distinguished. Then below enough, and as soon as he comes into sight, then it's even as soon as he comes in, the standing up is a little bit clearer, and it's being done for him. And therefore, even when it's not within the four amos, it is the proper thing. As soon as he saw the ear of Rav Yosef's donkey, I'll see that it was coming. Have a come. He would already start standing up. The pshat was Rav Yosef was the Rebbe Muvak of Abai. Says the Gemara, Bai was running in a dog. He was going along the bank of the Sagi River. And the other scholars are on the other side of the river. They did not stand up. Abai said to them, Why are you not standing up for me? I am your Rebbe Muva. They answered to him, We didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't thinking. What does that mean, we weren't thinking? Meaning, we didn't notice you on the other side of the river. You're right. Had we seen you, we would have stood up for you because you're our Rebbe Muva. But we didn't notice you. We were busy with our, with our learning. Says the Gemara, what else did the Brides say? How do we know that the Tamachalacham, if he has a different way of walking, he should not walk in a way which will trouble people to stand up? It says the word Zakin in the Torah next to the word Viaresa to fear God. Those are juxtaposed to teach that even the Zakin himself has to fear Hashem, meaning he shouldn't manipulate that, that, that his covet will come. We have a tradition, the Quran doesn't tell us where the tradition is from, but we have a tradition that those who go around in order to avoid people standing for them, the merit is they will live a long life. Abai, Makaf, Abai would take a, a, a backwards route to not to make sure people will stand. Rabzir, Makaf, Rabzir would also do this. Ravina, Abi, Yasa, Kamei, Ravina, 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 sitting in front of Ravina, Ravina, a person passed by and he didn't have a, 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 a covering on his head. Amar, Ravina said, look, the chutzpah of this person at least 
to cover in front of us. Maybe he's from the town of Masmachasa. The Gisibir Abana. There, the Torah scholars are very common. So it's very interesting. Masmachasa was like the liquid, you know, it was like all Torah scholars. And the idea is so then seeing a Tamachacham is nothing new. So seeing a Tamachacham is nothing new. So maybe he didn't put on his head covering just because he was passing by it. Don't judge him so badly. We learned the third opinion yesterday that he holds that any old person you have to stand up for, even a person who is ignorant and wicked. If the fact that he's old, you have to stand up. Allah is like easy ben Yehuda. We actually pass him that way. That someone, a person who is older, you stand up regardless of whether he's ignorant or not. Says the Gemara, what about for Goyim? Rabbi Yochanan would stand up in front of an old Armenian man. Amar Kama is fakti adu alayu dahani. He said a very interesting expression. He said, look how much they've gone through. So meaning to say, Rashi explains that we don't always say that we value we value experience, right? So that's a little bit of the way Rashi explains the Gemara here. The idea is, is that is that they've gone through so much, they certainly have experienced, they've seen so much happen, and that's why we stand up. Rava, make him look high, hit the Rava. Rava didn't stand up, but he gave them some honor. What does that mean? He, we showed him say that maybe it means he, he would move slightly, but not fully stand up. He would stick his hand out to the old man for them to lean on while they were walking. Rabbi would send an agent to help them, but he didn't do it himself. Rabbi Nachman sent one of his officers to help them, but he didn't do it himself. Amar, he said, he loved Torah. If not for the Torah, Nachman bar Abba, there would be a bunch of them, bunch of them in the street. Meaning, what's he coming to say? That what makes me unique is my Torah, and therefore, because of what that's what distinguishes me, I shouldn't. I shouldn't mess with the Kavadah Torah. It's not me, but it's the Kavadah Torah that I shouldn't personally be helping the Gentile, but rather he sent somebody else down. Continues the Gemara. A Torah scholar should not stand up in front of his Rebbe. He should only do it once in the morning and once at night. Why? Why not all the times that he sees him? We don't want the honor that's given to his teacher to be greater than the honor which is given to our Kodesh Baruch So in other words, normally we only do the davening twice at two, two amidas in the day, or maybe perhaps two um, shmas in the day. So we're only connecting to Hashem in that, in that intense way twice. So the idea of standing up in front of a Rebbe, we shouldn't give it greater than the amount that we give to Hashem, so only twice a day. Says the Gemara, We just learned that the older, the older person should, the Tavachacham should not specifically go in front of people to bother them to stand up. So what are we asking? We have to stand up only twice a day. That's not such a bother. That's the obligation. We see that it must be all day long. Meaning to say, if it would be limited to twice to twice a day, that's natural course of events. That's not exactly called a bother for people. So what we see from here, that it must be that the law is not. That way you have to stand up more than just twice a day. You have to stand up all the time. And that's why it's important not to bother people. So the Gemara responds, Lo, Shalom, Shachos, Rav, Shavad, it's possible it's only in the morning and evening. Even if it's only twice a day, it's still better, better not to bother people. Amar Abelaz, our Kol Tamachacham, Shein Omid, B'nei Rav, any Torah scholar doesn't stand in front of his teacher. Nikar Rav, she is considered wicked, B'nei Rav, and will not live long. With Amudim, Shachos, he'll end up forgetting his Torah. Shein Amar, B'tov, Yel, Rasha, wicked person will not enjoy good, B'lo Yarech, Yomim, B'atzel, Asher, and he will not enjoy, have like the shadow, and then you're right, B'nei Elohim. Just like an idea is because he doesn't fear God. I don't know what fear the Pasuk is talking about. But since it says by the Zakah that you should fear Hashem in, in the context for standing up, it must be that the fear the Pasuk is referring to is standing up in front of a Zakah. So since it's like Xer Shav, it says here that the person doesn't live a long life because he doesn't fear God. And it says to fear God by standing up for the old person so we connect them. 
says the Gemara of Eimamaras Rivas, maybe it means the idea of against uh, uh, you shouldn't lend with interest. There also it says in the Pasuk, fear of God. Amaras Meshkalos, we're using a false weight. There also it says fear of God. How do we know that it's that the, we're talking about the violation of the mitzvah of standing in front of his uncle. Maybe he's talking about other contexts in the Pesukim where it says to fear God. It says in Mar of Lazar, Pnei, Pnei, Gamar. He links the word of Pnei. It says the word, um, and it says, So therefore we connect the two Pneis and we say that it's, the Pesuk is saying someone doesn't have long life but they don't stand up for the older person. It says the Gemara, Imagine one's own son is his teacher. What's the halacha? What's the Allah? What about the son's chiyav normally to stand up in front of the father? The son has to stand in front of the father. But the, the, if the father also here has to stand in front of the son. So how does that work? Which one overrides? Which one is stronger? Get up in front of your father. So even though Rabbi Yehuda was the teacher of his father, Rabbi Chesko, we mentioned about this yesterday, he was still the son, was still supposed to stand up in front of the father. So the Gemara says, that's not a proof. Shiny Rabbi Chesko. Rabbi Chesko, the father is different. The Baal he may not have been such a smart person and learned it, but he was a person of tremendously good deeds. We find that even Marshmul stood up in front of him. So basically what we're saying is, standing up in front of a Tamachacham is also about standing up in front of a Tzadik. So even if the person was not necessarily Tamachacham, but if he was a Tzadik, then we stand up for him in front of him. So Elamai Kamalev, who was clear you had to stand up for him. So what was the point of saying, stand in front of your father? Of course he was going to stand for his father. So I said, well, Kamalev is what he was saying. Sometimes when Bechazel comes in front of me, when that happens, you get up in front of him. Don't worry about my honor. Meaning he's saying, if we're coming together, only worry about standing up for him. Don't worry about the way that it affects me. Okay, so the Gemara hasn't necessarily uh, proven um, what what what. what what, what, what the halach is if the one son is the teacher what to do so the Gemara says what's the halacha should the father stand in front of the son so we're trying to wonder maybe they both stand up for each other before we've been trying to prove the son should stand up now the Gemara wants to know from the perspective of the father does he also stand up so it's an interesting thing they both stand up so the Gemara says well let's see he said Ani it's not good for me to stand up in front of my son. Why should I stand up in front of my son? But I do it because he married into the Nazi's family. So out of respect to the Nazi, he married into the royal family. I stand up. That the reason is it wouldn't be proper is because because he's his rabbi. Rabbi Shuvah Levi is talking about his son. You, Rabbi, it sounds like if the son would be the teacher, I would stand in front of him. In other words, what we're saying is, Pasha's Rabbi Shuvah Levi was saying was that it wasn't Kedai because I don't have a reason to, except for the fact he married, he married into the royal family. But it sounds like had there been a reason to, had the son been his Rebbe, he would have stood up despite the fact that he was the father. So the Gemara is trying to prove from here that a father who is a student of the son should stand in front of the son. So the Gemara, no, that's not what the statement was saying. It's never worth it to stand up in front of a son, even if he would be my teacher. I'm his father. In other words, the basic fact that I'm his father means I should never stand up, even if he would be my Rebbe. The reason I stand up is because since he married the royal family, I'm honoring the family. So the Gemara does not can give us conclusive um, proof about these points. When I have a son and a, a, who is the Rebbe of a father, who stands up for who? Do they, does the son stand up? Do they both stand up? How does that work? Says the Gemara, third child. A person who is riding an animal considers like he is walking or not. So meaning the point that we're trying to figure out is, let's say a person's teacher is riding on an animal passing in front of him. Do you have to stand up? If we say it's like the Rebbe is sitting because he's sitting on the animal, so then you don't have to stand up. But if you go after the animal who is walking and the Rebbe then is considered walking with the animal by riding on it, so then you would have to stand up. What is the law? Amar Abayi Tashma, we come and bring a proof from the Brizo. 
So therefore the branches of the tree here are a roof. And so if the Mitzvah is under the same branches together with the tar person, then the tar person becomes Tameh. Tameh Yoshev. If the Mitzvah is standing under the tree, but the tar person is sitting under the tree, tar, the person remains tar. So basically we're saying that the, the Mitzvah gives off Tumah, uh, the only way he does that is if he is sitting. The way we learn this is because the Pasuk talked about the Mitzvah, it says, Mechutz Lamachano Moshavo. Is, is outside the campus is place of sitting. So the whole point that we're saying is that in order for the Tumah to come off from the Mitzorah, the Mitzorah has to be sitting. But if the Mitzorah sits down on Tom or Tar, then the Tar person becomes Tomah. The same halacha is true about a stone that has Saras, meaning if there was a house that gets Saras, so the stones become Tomah, and the stones give off Tumah in an oil. So you have the same halacha. If the person holding holding the stone is sitting, then Tumah is given off to everyone under the tree. But if the person holding the stone is standing, then the stone does not give off the Tumah. So the status of the stone and the house of the Saras, whether it gives off Tumah, it also depends whether it's sitting, and that depends on the status based upon who, based upon the way the, the person who's holding the stone is positioned. If he is sitting, the stone is considered to be at, at rest, there is, there is Tumas all. If the person is standing, then the stone is not at rest, there is no Tumas all. You see from here that a person riding an animal is considered that he is moving. Because the stone, even if you're standing, the stone is always just being held. So why do we care what the status of the stone based upon the person holding it? Shmami, you know, we see that Rachel is Kamalak, the status of a person that's being held by something, that's being riding something, is like the animal. So, so to here, we say that a Tawachacham who is riding it on an animal, it was considered as if he was walking, not as if he is sitting, and therefore, in fact, the person would be required to stand up in front of him. A fourth question, by who? Does the person required to stand up in front of a safer Torah that is being carried? Here, the Gemara, again, is assuming, like, our conclusion, when something is carried, it's like it's moving. So the Gemara says, If we stand up in front of the people who learn the Torah, certainly in front of the Torah itself, we should stand up. Says the Gemara's story, We're sitting, learning Torah. They stood up for him. said to them, he wasn't happy. They said, First of all, you're a Chachamim, and I'm only a Chavar, meaning he didn't consider himself to be on the same level as them. Would the Torah stand up in front of its students? Meaning they were in the middle of learning, so they are Torah itself. Whereas Rosh Hashim was not learning at the time, so he was only a student. Meaning the point that the Gemara is saying is that while you're engaged in learning, you are Torah. So if you are Torah, then you shouldn't stand up in front of a student of Torah. The Gemara explains, must be that they dealt like Rebbe Lazar, Tamar Lazar, and Torah. Torah scholars should not stand up in front of his Rebbe while he is learning Torah. The fact that you're learning Torah, that gives greater significance to what you're doing, and you don't stand up for the Rebbe. However, he said this was wrong, or Rebbe Lazar said. He yelled that even those who are learning should, in fact, um, stand up. Should, in fact, stand up, and that does seem to be the accepted halach. Now we just look at a Pasuk here. Pasuk is talking about Moshe Rabbeinu, it says that the people would gaze after Moshe until he entered his tent. One said that they looked at Moshe badly. One says that it's talking about it in a good way. The one who says that it was a bad thing, it's like we explain. What do we explain? That the Medrash would say, Rashi quotes it, they would look at Moshe's body. And they would look and analyze, look at his muscles and say, you know, look how much money this guy has. Look how well he's eating, so on and so forth. Man Opinion that says it was good what they were doing. What does that mean? 
It's like Amar Chizkiyah, Amar Li, Rav Chanina, Bari, Rav Amar, Rav Amar, Rav Dimir, Dimir, Chayfa, Chacham, Ovar, Menachacham, is passing by Omer, Lufan, Dalad, Amos. You stand in front of him as soon as he's within four Amos. Given Shabbat, Dalad, Amos, once he passes four Amos, Yoshev, then you can sit. Av Basin, but if it's the head of the court who's passing, Omer, Lufan, Dalad, Amos, you stand in front of him as soon as you can see him. Given Shabbat, Dalad, Amos, Yoshev, but once he has moved four Amos away, you sit. Nasi over, if the Nasi, the spiritual leader, is passing by you stand before him as soon as he comes inside. You don't sit until he's all the way back in his place, until he's seated in his place. They watched Moshe until he entered the tent. So that's the point. They would stand up for Moshe, and until Moshe was completely out of sight, they, they continued to stand. And that's what the Pasuk is saying. That for the greatest, for the Nasi, you don't stop uh, standing until the person reaches their destination.